Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the podcast where niche is neat. I am your director, Matt, and I am joined by the catering, the most beautiful and wondrous Monty. It today is a triple M episode. It is movies, it is Matt, it is Monty, and we're here to talk about all of the most recent movies we've seen, some upcoming trailers, and some upcoming films in our near future. Monty, how are you doing today? Well, good, good, good. And Ben is over on our helping us. Like he's in the field, right? Yeah, technically, he is. He's, he's, doing, in he's, doing field. Field he's been yeah. in the field. He's been in the field all weekend. <laughs> Yeah, doing all the wrestling stuff, WrestleMania, and now I think he's just wrapping up uh, Raw. So when he gets yeah. back, we will tell talk about that with our for our listeners and yeah and yeah. So yeah, so yeah, if you're waiting for for WrestleMania deep dive and WrestleMania weekend, that'll be next week. Yeah. Um, you can go right now if you wanna if you wanna stuff yourself full of some wrestling, go and check out the. Our two new reels over on Instagram, uh, recapping Ben's first two days of WrestleMania weekend, making up Thursday and Friday, because um, Ben didn't take great videos of WrestleMania, uh, but he did take some amazing videos of the indie events he went to over the weekend, the ones who really need the promotion. Um, so go and check that out. But Monty, I have yes. a question for you. Yeah. What Fire have you away. seen recently? I've seen actually. I got around to see two movies. Uh, one of them is a recently um, uh, made film from Donnie Yen. He shot after he uh, he his his second. I, I wouldn't say it's his directorial debut because he has okay. directed something in the past, but this is his comeback as a director. Um, oh. I will talk about that later in the episode. And I finally sat down with my wife to watch Project Wolf Hunt, uh, Wolf Hunting. And oh, yeah. dude, I will sit down and watch that again with you guys. I know you, Matt. You love the blood, gore, violent, yeah. like gallons of blood. This is something that I know you'll enjoy. I will talk about that later. Um, but I won't spoil it just because I know you'll you'll want to watch this one. Okay, all right, I'm in. So I got those two in the chamber. What do you got? So for this the, episode? Uh, I, I most recently um, saw Tetris, the new Terror Edgington film, um, which I think is is really interesting because it also is gonna I think gonna be a movie that not too many people are actually gonna get a chance to go and see who watch it uh, legally um, because you know. Uh, it's on apple tv which really kind of limits sometimes the amount of people who are willing to go through the hoops to to see it but it's a movie i think that's well worth your time yeah i heard about the that film like does it go as into the whole conspiracy about what happened to the creator of the game and stuff like that well i well so the movie so Basically, the movie tells, and it's it's kind of a spoiler, but it's you know mm-hmm. it's history, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so ba- basically, it it tells the story of the creator, you know, who invented Tetris, who was a a Russian uh, computer programmer living in the Soviet Union, um, yes. and near the uh, as the Soviet Union was in preparation of collapse, uh, he invented a, a game for him and the other programmers in the Soviet Union to play, um, but unfortunately since he lived in the soviet union he couldn't uh 
make money on his game or sell it because he was a communist. Um, and the movie tells a story about the video game rights, which is it's really funny because at its core, what Tetris is about is video games rights and contracts. Um, but it uses the uh, exciting narrative of like a action suspense um kind of i don't know it, yeah action suspense film um to tell the story so i what conspiracy do you know about the creator of tetris i just well i don't know i'm not too familiar with it but i did hear okay. something about him um uh he disappeared or he was killed or something like that or well Some... so at the end of the at the end of the movie yeah. they set up that um that Tarrant Edgerton's character, um, what's his name? Hench, Hank Rogers, who's the person who brokered uh, the deal between him and the uh, USSR um, yeah. and and the creator of Tetris to get Tetris, to get the Game Boy rights for Tetris specifically. For Nintendo, um, yeah. For Nintendo, specifically handheld rights. That was, and oh, the movie makes okay. a really uh, big thing about getting handheld rights, but... By the end of the movie, and in reality, Nintendo got pretty much exclusive rights um, oh. to Tetris for a while, um, leading it to become the most uh, successful selling video game of all time. Yes. Um, like, Taron Edgerton got, Taron Edgerton characters, I believe, got handheld and console rights, where um, another character, Steiner, got um, computer and arcade rights. And weirdly enough, so this is actually a uh, conspiracy. I mean, not necessarily a conspiracy, just kind of like a, uh, um, so one of the most interesting aspects of the movie. And one thing that I didn't realize while watching it is over the course of the movie, uh, Roger Al Alum plays a character named Robert Maxwell. Now, Robert Maxwell was a, a, a very famous uh, pro-Russian, uh, Czechoslovakian, uh, media promoter and member of the, uh, parliament, a suspected spy and a famous fraudster. Now it, the movie goes over the fact that he was like stealing, uh, like not, he stole like 900 millions of $900 million, um, from, uh, the pension funds of all of his employees in his company. Um, and oh, he had a very flamboyant and, and, and and crazy lifestyle but what really surprised me and they do not address this in the movie mm -hmm. um and in, in the movie they they feature heavily one of his his sons um who he, well, he had nine total children and the movie only shows kevin maxwell like the, the son that worked alongside him um throughout the movie uh but he has a more uh famous uh uh sibling you know who that is who G Ghislaine Maxwell of the uh Jeffrey Epstein fame. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah. oh. So yeah, so the movie uh, by and parcel tells the story of of the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. Damn. Um, okay. So which was really wild cuz I had no idea and then at the end of the movie uh, my wife recognized his name when we saw it on the credits and like put two and two together and it blew my mind. Um, yeah. but according to, uh, Hank, Hank Rogers and Alexei, um, Petrovich, who's still alive, 
um, they reviewed the script and uh, Hank Rogers said much of, uh, of it was embellished. He said, he said, quoted, it's a Hollywood script. It's a movie. It's not about history. So lots of what the move, what's in the movie never happened, but the filmmakers asked us a bunch of questions about what it was really like. They tried their best to accept our changes when they had to do with authority uh, but when it started getting into creative flourishes like the car chase and all that, it was like, okay, now it's all them. Mm. Uh, and they couldn't change anything about that. But um, the the two people behind the movie did to some degree have an aspect of at least looking over the script. Um, this is another uh, another big feature of the movie is Taron Edgerton, who plays Hank, the titular uh, Hank Rogers. Um, another smash hit for Taron Edgerton performance wise. He's just a tremendous actor. Um, and this marks his, uh, fifth time or sixth time, uh, working with Matt Vaughn. Um, they did Kingsman together. They did Kingsman two. They did Eddie the Eagle and they did rocket man together. So, and so it looks like they're really going to keep things going together. Um, and keep making hits. I hope people see this movie. Um, I think I'm not going to give away everything about it, though, even though the story is pretty well known. It is, uh, it's a great time. I, I, I think you should watch it if you have Apple TV, if you have another way to get it. Um, it's really worth uh, the time it will take to watch it. It's a really good, fun story. Um, it teaches you a lot about history and gives you a good lens into like a dramatized version of the Soviet Union while telling mostly a real story but in the long run telling you a good story no ah, okay so i i would say it's like a three and a half out of four charms and probably like a three and a half out of five quality as well so it's a bit more charming than it is like top tier but there's there's nothing wrong with the movie it's you know it just doesn't have anything mind-blowing in it but it's great oh, so i highly wow. go and check it out Cool. Yeah, it's something on my list. Is I know there's been a lot of movies about Tetris that are like I know this one came out, and then I know there was another one that was much more of a serious. Um, I think it takes place like after uh, the incident of like how oh, okay. after like Tetris got big. I th- think there is another movie out there that's either out or came out recently, or it's coming out. Um, but okay. yeah, no, this is this one did catch my attention. I was just like, oh my god, there's a lot of stories about the Tetris thing, and yeah. how it, you know, got gained popularity. But also, there's a lot of very, you know, odd stuff that are happening in, behind that story, like, you know, and stuff with involving oh, yeah. the Russia, the so actually the Soviet Union at that time. So, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It- and it does a great job of kind of showing what the world was like at the time. I think it's just a, it's a cool lens. And, and yeah. as long as everything seems legit, um, it's worth your time. So Monty, tell us about project Wolfman or wolf hunting. Oh, you want to jump to that? <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. All right. So this film I heard about, uh, it came out at the Toronto Film Fest this past uh, September 2022. And um, apparently it got a lot of pops, made a lot of sound. 
I wish I was there to watch it at Midnight Madness. Unfortunately, I wasn't uh, due to work. Um, but it is uh, it is directed by Kim Ho Sung, and he's okay. uh, he's an I would say he's kind of a he's been around, but he started to slowly gain some um, uh, mainstream movie uh, names, like because of like. He, he started to get into more, uh, you know, drama or crime uh, movies in, in South Korea. Um, I've, I've watched one of his movies called The Chase, which was kind of a, a dark comedy slash um, uh, detective film. But it, it was all right. It was all right. But he uh, anyways, just moving forward, he did a couple a few more movies in between that were okay i haven't caught caught metamorphosis but i heard about it but the big thing that drew my attention was uh his film project wolf hunting which was uh you know selected to be part of the tiff's midnight madness and and like i mentioned dude this film is like there's so much violence um in this film so the story starts off it takes place in it starts off in the philippines the the cops the the south korean police has uh managed to while working with the uh, filipino police they managed to round up all the fugitives this crime family in uh in the philippines and um you know typically you would ship the the criminals back to south korea to for trial through plane but uh, a group of one group of them were um as they're arriving at the airport uh, there was a suicide bomber a a guy uh, presumably that the the crime family has killed or whatever done something bad to his family so he wanted to take them out so he had he suicide bombed the airport so the other group of the family had to can't go through the airport, so they what they did was they had to ship them back, uh, like without public knowledge, like just secretly ship them back on a cargo. Um, what do you call those ships? Yeah, cargo, cargo ships, ship. right? Yeah, yeah, those giant ginormous ones. Um, yeah, like freight. Like and you're talking, and these criminals are like the worst of the worst like this family it it's kind of like Leatherface's family they're really whacked like they're yeah, like, just like crazy psychotic. yeah psychotic like one of them uh is the, the i guess the eldest son he's covered right. in tattoos he was yeah. uh he's a criminal he's being charged because he was a, a former teacher that raped all his students so that's what the I'm fuck? just painting okay. I'm just painting that image like he's the most Holy brutal guy shit. yeah oh, he and, looks so cool in the pictures and now I hate him yeah I know you're a teacher too right so um, oh. so the story starts off with them obviously it was a handful of South Korean cops you mm-hmm. and and you think to yourself come on they should uh, they should have more cops if you're shipping an entire oh, yeah. car like crime like these mad syndicates yeah like these guys back uh you'd think they would be well equipped with the cops right so yeah anyways long story short if it was the u.s they'd have like a full military contingent exactly like these guys are crazy mad you know sadistic killers right so 
you think, you know, it's your typical, it starts off, you think, okay, you know where this is going to go. It's your, um, your typical criminals break out on the ship yeah. and it go, it goes chaos, cops and robbers, that kind of violent stuff going yep. on. It does start yes. off with that. It, it jumps right into it. So they get on the ship um, and then the ship, uh, you realize that the cooks on the ship are part of the family gang. Ooh. And they were they or- orchestrated that they were going to go in and save the family. So there's another group oh, that shit. follows this family that are on there. So they were going to break the family out and then take the ship and then just sail, uh, just, just sail somewhere else and just disappear again, right? Yeah. Just vanish into the wilderness. Yeah, so everyone goes nuts. The cops are all slaughtered in the most brutal ways. Uh, the family gets cocky. They're out of their cell, and they're like, okay, where are we going to go? And then there's only a handful of cops left because they were on oh, uh, no. shift duty. So the the, the, oh, the ones okay. that were watching them, they you know, the stupid things, they just, like, they just ignored keeping a close eye on them obviously oh, of course, and yeah. then why, so why, why would you do anything else <laughs> exactly and so to uh throw it in there's another sub story that goes on there's this there's supposed there's a doctor who is supposed to be helping the cops escort but the okay. doctor is being paid off secretly for Ooh. some kind of mad frankenstein-ish uh, experiment that's occurring on the cargo ship the in the lower the lower decks. So oh, man. There's this he, subversive, like, yeah, like it just it, that's plot. yeah. So this takes another spin. It takes another twist. So the doctor he secret, secretly sneaks out of his his cell because the cops warned him. They're like saying, you know, Doc, if you you know we know you're a civilian on this ship, that yeah. just be <laughs> careful. Stay in your cell and you know like. Don't come out unless you are safe. needed. Yes, keep yourself safe. Uh, but the doctor managed to sneak out, gets his lower deck. He bumps into these two other uh, computer hackers or whatever. They're working on okay. the computer, and he uh, he asked them, "Hey, do you?" Did, the, the hackers asked him, "Did you bring the stuff?" And then he's like, "Yeah, I got the stuff." And then he oh, looks shit. at this 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 um, this carbon that is w- w- being this body inside this like. Ca- like casket thing um okay. kind of like universal soldier ish you know like okay. it's on ice and he's like he's looking at this guy they're, they're clearly this this body there it has a heartbeat because they have heart monitors uh, hooked up and all these chemicals pumping into him and he takes out this bag that has this uh syringe full of this this really weird chemical you don't know what it is. So he injects it into them, into the body, into the corpse. And then you, uh, and then he just leaves. So you don't think anything okay. of it. Um, and then meanwhile, on top, uh, the, the cops are, that were taking a nap, resting, are coming off and they're doing a shift change. And they realize all the criminals oh, are gone. Their yeah. colleagues are sl- like slaughtered, like brutally slaughtered, and then uh, so now it's a cop and robber situation. They're trying to oh, find them, yeah. but they managed to find them in the engine room. So there was a Mexican okay. standoff, like 
the the criminals are are are, are have guns pointed at the cops. The cops have a, their guns pointed at them. But little do they know the slaughter of all the cops upstairs in the top decks. Their blood drips into the sewage pipes and the pipe okay. that was running on top of this Frankenstein corpse oh, guy shit. it was dripping blood into his mouth so it revived him so okay. he break, oh, so picture the scene where they're in a standoff everyone's like yeah. like yelling at each other saying you know let our, my guy go let your guy go or I'm going to kill you blah 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 all they hear is this yeah. loud you know stomp like like as like Terminator, Terminator style, like I'm talking about, oh, like shit, the yeah. robotic stomps running through all over the place, and they see this ginormous guy. He's like, he's got this predator vision on, like he he's blind, <laughs> like you can tell. They gouge out his eyes and replace it with some kind of robotic eye crap or something like that over his yeah, eyes. So when he's generic. scanning the room, he is. Um, he is seeing like the predator, like the heat visions of all oh, these people, okay. and then of course the criminals are cockier. They they think that this dude is working for the cops, so they go up to him, of and course. this guy just does the evil dead violence. Like he just bashes one guy's head in, cuts someone's throat, and like swift timing. He dodges bullets like like Matrix style, like. But in, in real time, like, he's, you just see him, like, the flash. He's, like, killing yeah. one. And then, meanwhile, the cops are just like, yo, what is this? So everyone try. then the cops and the, the bad guys started fighting him. And meanwhile, this guy's is doing one punch man shit. Like, he's, like, yeah, he just kills people, people, devastating people. And you realize that um, then you have this other then it goes like off to this other sideline like there's a special team forces that are monitoring that cargo ship and it's led by this this captain who is working on uh, he has a it's your typical american cliche he has a a file that has top secret written over it that's you know (laughs) so he is trying to figure out where the ship went because the, when the criminals escaped, they disconnected the radar, so they won't be yeah. able to track them. So they're trying to find them, blah blah blah. And this cocky guy's like, "Well, find these guys." And he's getting calls. He's speaking to this upper, like this kind of like, um, I don't want to use. I, I'll use a John Wick term, like this high table dude. Like he okay. is like, "Yo, where is Alpha?" And they're like, oh, we're trying to locate him. And so you later find out Alpha is this Frankenstein dude. He is Alpha. And so it dives, uh, it divulged into what was going on. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'll just okay. describe. There's a re- the reason why this movie is called Project Wolf Hunting is because in World War II, air quotes, World War II, the Japanese were uh, have developed a bioweapon mixing wolf genes oh, and Jesus. human genes and binding them together to create this super soldier yeah, serum. It's one of those. Yes, and it, it slows down your aging rate, but the you know like you're just yeah. acting, you're just pure violent. Like you super just go after people. Serum. Exactly. It, so it's kind of like werewolf, but not. And yeah. you have all the agility of a wolf, and but you are just fast, and and you just 
you don't care. You're in there to kill. As long as you sense, like, if, as long as you smell threat in the air, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, He yeah. he'll just come and demolish you, like, just slaughter you, right? Yeah, you're fucking so, Alpha is is this guy that they tested on uh, during okay. World War Two, and so he, they're trying to get him because he has the he's Alpha he's got the the, yeah. the more concentrated blood and what the these corporate high table people want is that they want to take his blood process it and make new super soldier serums so well, that's the course. whole premise of it so I'll, I'll just stop there that's the premise of the story and it, I, I have God to damn. say this film is like if you are looking for a fun time this movie just starts off running it's really like really cool there's, there's no a lot of twists um, there's a lot of backstory that starts developing and it's it's a it's a fun watch um it's it's up your alley if you're really into like um like yeah ultra violent yes so yeah i i have to say i gave this film uh i say seven out of ten and i would say mm, 3.5 charms out of four that's pretty good that's pretty good so uh, this so it's one got, is pretty it's got good. solid is, is the key. It's pretty solid. It's 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 your typical Midnight Madness film. Like it is okay. wacky. It's out of this. It's like the idea of the story is just it's out there, but you're gonna enjoy. It. It's a it's a pretty violent action film. Plus a little bit of sci-fi into it. So okay. I think you'll enjoy that kind of film. Yeah, it sounds um, right up my. It sounds it sounds kind of like Ben and I have talked about how. Um, he really misses the days of like the original, um, uh, like sci-fi original, like slashy garbage, um, horror sci-fi thriller that was so popular on like on TV back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like kinda has that vibe, but it sounds like it's good. <laughs> I, I, I'm shoot the 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 name of the movie's on the tip of my tongue. You and I we talked about it in the past. It's about that. It's like that World War film that that came out the the one where they they later found out the germans were making these monsters it was it was oh, uh yeah. russell crowe's what... son was in it uh yeah i don't remember the name of it but i know i've seen the movie yeah it's a good you know movie. which one i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god name? russell crowe's son uh what was it? it it's a good i don't want to like like if you Google it came out like two zombie. years ago, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that. It's that zombie. It's no, zombie not Russell Crowe's son. Oh my god, I'm stupid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Russell's son. Kurt, Kurt Russell's son. son. Okay. Not. Dead but you know which one I'm talking about. It's like yeah, but I our 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 audience needs to know Overlord. Yeah. Overlord, yes. Okay, yes. it's like Overlord, but a lot more blood. That, that's yeah. how that I would describe it. More. Yeah, Overlord yeah. is a Overlord is a is a forgotten classic. I think that was genuinely a really, a really uh, outstanding movie. And why? Yeah. Is a fucking creepy actor. Yeah, but he's he was that great weird, in that film. Like, yeah, he's great. But when he when he's playing, um, when he was in uh, what's it called? Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah, Fal- yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, his John Walker is genuinely unsettling. I mean, his character in 
and Overlord, like Lewis Ford, is also just kind of unnerving the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, he definitely yeah, takes it from his dad. Like I'm talking about, like Kirk Russell, oh, yeah. like soldier. That yeah, kind of that feel. Yeah, but yeah, no, so, yeah, that that's we'll how I would it compare out. it. I would say Project Wolf Hunting is the 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 the, the violence is kind of like um yeah Overlord. That that's how I would put it. So yeah, so I I, I really enjoy it. Four if... out of four charms for Overlord, by the way. Oh, it is. Okay, so it's this is close. I would say this is close. I would say this is very okay. close. Um, but yeah, so second film I did watch was Sakura, um, and okay. this I think I, I won't show it with you, but this is Donnie Yen's. I believe it's his second film i don't want to say his directorial debut but this is yeah, one that he made before. yeah he he made this around the time where he just finished shooting john wick chapter four okay. and he says that he wanted to go back to his roots of martial arts film so he wanted to go into the wuxia films uh film oh, series so yeah i'm so down yeah so he took a a page out of um Again, something we talked about in one of our previous episodes about the the Chinese fantasy, action fantasy novels. So he took it out of uh, Semi-God and uh, Semi-God and Demi-Demons, I think. Okay. Oh, sorry. Semi, Demi-God, Demi-Gods and Semi-Devils uh, by the famous Hell author yeah. Jin Yong. And he's the legendary, I told you, he's a legendary wuxia writer. Uh, action fan, Chinese uh, action fantasy writer. He's the James Patterson of China. Exactly. So this story is a chapter, and it's uh, it's also it's kind of like they did the Star Wars thing, except they just they just focused on one of the three characters. Uh, name his name is Chao Feng. So okay. his story is he's a he is I think he is Mongolian blood abandoned left on the doorsteps of this family of this chinese family that raised him and his they didn't they didn't go start they just like briefly glance over but in the novels he's he's kind of like your your uh uh, Superman, Kal El, like okay. you know, baby gets raised by these old loving couples, and you know, becomes learns all these martial arts skills and becomes the the beggars, uh, beggar tribe uh, leader, uh, like super powerful. He's learned all these martial arts skills where he can pretty much kick ass. Um, yeah, but he's just this an unstoppable is force. Pretty much, yeah. So. This the chapters that Donnie Yen took to make this movie is telling the story about the part because he's a tragic hero. hero and he's okay. a tragic character in this storyline. He gets uh, framed for murdering um, one of the the elders in the beggar sect, and he so everyone is against him. I think it's to see that they're against him because number one, he's not a pure blood Chinese or something like that. Oh, and okay. because he has his father, the character's father is like mm-hmm. this barbaric Mongolian, also, you know, super martial artist. Um, of course. <laughs> so they found out that that's where his lineage is. And so they kind of like banned him and kicked him out. And, but he so says, wait, look, racism. Uh, he kind, yeah, kind of something like that. Like Nationalism? you're not pure blood. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Oh. 
but you learn later learned out it's something very political because the 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 government the, the empire at the time wanted to separate him because he's so strong and super powerful they'd oh. rather him have his people go against him to prove a point that you know the beggar sect is the worst of the worst of the group but in reality beggar sect are the uh, is a depiction of you know the regular the darn the the hardworking you know class of people, people yeah. right like we just survive and stuff so it's like again like i told you jin young he always likes to throw in the politics of modern day and in, into his fantasy stories so there's always that kind of stuff going on so long so story short the, so that that aspect of the story is more of a reflection of modern day china than yeah it's kind of like that like you can apply it to that if you want uh to to depict I, it I, in that sense but are, are a lot of like the famous chinese folk heroes that end up in these um like stories like this are they typically i know they always take place in like imperial china in like the 18 yes yeah so, and stuff like but like so is is he like a folk hero that's meant to kind of like or like a fictional character he's a like fictional support? character that yeah Okay, so he's a fictional character. Does, does his character like is like the message of the movie at the end that the beggar, the beggar tribe, or group is actually yeah. like are actually good? Like, does uh, it support them at the end of the time, or at the end of the movie is just kind of like the no, beggar tribes? Right. There's different stories uh, of the beggar tribes in this in this yeah. fictional world. Like, he is one of the the most famous leaders that you know, led them because he was okay. so strong, but he's always, his downfall is he's that guy that is like, he's that hero that is like, you know, this is honorable. I will do, it. I will yeah. do anything that's honorable and right, righteous. Like that's how he is, but that's also he's his downfall. To a fault. Exactly. Like people will take advantage of that because they know he's, you know, you know, he, he's so righteous. Like he walks this path of doing the right thing, helping people and keeping promises and stuff, but it could lead him down to like, he can get manipulated and it could take him down a different path. But so it's like, um, he, he goes, he, so back to the story is that he gets like, he gets screwed over. He gets kicked out. He's banished, uh, his leadership. And then there's a bounty on his head. So they're trying to okay. kill him, but meanwhile, at the same time, he's trying to figure out who's framed him, and sure. and then it turns into this. Um, long story short is that as he investigates this, as he's being challenged by his former friends and brotherhood, um, you know, it, it just got really yeah. messy. Then he realizes that it was the empire that you know oh, played set the up. set it all up, and um, this story only ends at before the third act of the book where you know things get worse for him like basically he is he is that king arthur he is oh, that okay, yeah. he like is destined, like hercules to be betrayed in the final battle exactly serve as a message for all time yes 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 yeah so that's how his this character is supposed to be but in this story it ends off with him in the it ends off like act two of the novel where it's like finally he's retired he's left a life of violence and he just wants to you know you know go in and just live a peaceful yeah. life raising cattle um but the movie i have to say the first half of the film was 
well done. You're going to like it because it ha- it's okay. like, it's Donnie Yen, but he's yeah, mixing. Yeah, it's Donnie Yen epic battle time. Yeah, and, and instead of like, it's not like his Ip Man. It's not like his Flashpoint. It's not like hand-to-hand combat. You're doing fa- action fantasy, so there's a lot of fantasy fights, and he does try to, so a lot of wire works. Beautifully done. Yeah. Um, but the, are they like are they incorporating CGI into the wireworks now? Yes, now now they are, and I would say it okay. is pretty good. It's like like the the CGI. I have to give credit is that it is it's near. I'm not gonna say it is, but it is near and you know Avenger Endgame level. Okay, but just yeah, just I picture mean, I it as a like budget yeah. for it. Yeah, if they have it, but the only downside. And this is the part that I was just really disappointed is how it ended and how it it felt like Donnie just either a, the editing was done really poorly uh, because I know we talked about it on the show. Like, yeah, we, there is, it's just like those movies where you think it ends, but it doesn't. Then you think oh, it ends yeah, again. Oh yeah, the Return it, it, of the it's King. Like, yeah, it's like multiple endings, but no, that. but worse than Return of the King. Like I'm talking about, like it's so badly edited that they ended it first, like the main story of the movie. They ended it there. Then okay. they show up doing this, this uh, another ending, showing him, you know, finally escaping the world and and you know, of, of violence and raising cattle. Then they do another ending where. This the the secret character, this mysterious character that appears throughout the film that helps him. Okay. Um, for one of the battles, he gets brutally uh, injured, but this hooded uh, character came and saved him. Blah blah blah. It turns oh, out to yeah. be the character's dad, who is also played by Donnie Yen. And, but what in the fuck? in a in a scene just to represent father and son, I guess, yeah. right? But it just was a horrible way of ending it. Unfortunately, yeah, it, like, is it a great film? Is it a good film? Yes. Is it a great film? No. Um, this is Donnie Yen's return to the director chair. He's got, I think he got his hand full this time because he's not only director, he was action choreographer. Acting. Yeah, and acting. He's action choreographer he's and also acting. Everything. So he's got everything. But the thing is, it's just like, it started off great, then you can see how it may have overwhelmed him and yeah, it just fell up, started to fall apart. It wasn't still. So I would say this film was a 5.5 out of 10. Ooh, okay. So right, right smack in the average. Yes. And definitely a two, two and a half out of four charms for sure. Like, unfortunately, I like to give it to him, but this is Donnie okay. Yen, right? You but honest. you can't. You got to be honest, yeah. yeah. Well, so, well, yeah. Monty, Monty, I know how we're gonna make this movie up to both of us. All right. Um, for for our next five stars under fifty episode, I found a nineteen seventy seven cla- uh, adaptation mm-hmm. of the same novel, mm-hmm. The Battle Wizards. Oh. Uh, it, it, it has 25 reviews on Amazon Prime, so it is officially a five stars under 50 film. It's only an hour and 12 minutes, 16 plus to watch. This has to be our next film. Monty. Okay. The so Battle all, Wizard? All, yeah, The Battle Wizard. I linked it. Um, it's oh. based, it's an, all I know is it's an adaptation of the same book. It was the 
first book. It was the first film adaptation. Um, it was actually the first adaptation ever put to screen mm-hmm. of these novels. It was done by the uh, the Shaw Brothers Studio. Yes, yes. Uh, in 1977, starring Danny Lee and uh, Tian Lee. Yeah. Um, I don't know who either of those people are, but one of them has a Wikipedia page, so he must be popular. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's Jimmy Wang Yu. He, he was oh. known to play this. He's a legendary he was Shaw also, Brothers he was fighter. Monty. He was in a movie that, uh, that you recommended to me before. He's the star of the untold story. No, 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 not him. Danny Lee is the star in in, uh, Untold Story. Yeah, he's the star of the Battle Wizards. Oh, is he? No, 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 no. He plays the prince. The prince is not. The prince is the bad guy. Duan Yu. He plays Duan Yu. I assumed he was the prince because he was the top built person. Yeah, I know. He's not. The main character. But no, I'm down to watch this but this one i think they're gonna squeeze the entire novel into one film so it's gonna be i'm even more excited yeah we're gonna have to watch all four of (laughs) the the films in this illustrious franchise (laughs) and then we'll come back to the donnie and and then see how an updated version of this film is I can't watch the Donnie Yen one until I've watched the Battle Wizards, Demigod, and the Semi-Devils from 1984, and then the year of my birth, the Dragon Chronicles, The Maidens, um, (laughs) is a must-watch for me. Um, There's also also a single-player RPG from 2002. Uh, It doesn't specifically name the main character, um, but it takes place in the novel um and yeah and then there's a dragon oath um is an mmorpg based in the world and launched in 2007 and then there's another (laughs) mmorpg that was released in 2012 based on the world so we really we really stumbled upon a tremendously deep deep world to dive into with this but i'll tell you that super invested i'll tell you chinese rpgs can't compare oh, I'm sure with Japanese RPGs. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All, I'm sure that the 2002 Demigod and the Semi Devil video game is awful. Yeah. But I want to watch someone on YouTube play it. All right, we can check that out definitely. Yeah. So well, yeah, those are my two films um, for this week. And yeah, like trailer wise, have you got anything interesting? Yeah, I mean, so tomorrow, um, recording this on a Monday, look behind mm-hmm. the curtain here, uh, I'm going to go see uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among- Amongst Thieves. Um, yes. Smash hit at the box office this weekend. I mean, for this type of movie, it brought in $37 million. Um, so a great, great opening. Um, I don't know what the budget on it was, but I can't imagine it was too insanely high. Um, it is shocking that this movie has any kind of good reviews yeah uh, oh, it, had only, it only had a 150 dollar budget so it should make its money back uh it's a good solid opening um 70 million worldwide it's already a quarter of the way to making all of its money back um yeah it's and, definitely and, it, it seems like it's definitely better than the original that they made yeah. like in, in oh yeah <laughs> like with marlon waynes and stuff it's so. impossible to not to be worse than that the two thousand, the uh, the two thousand one is 
god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the better ones is that one of the better D and D related movies is Mazes and Monsters. Oh um, god, the, yeah, the nineteen eighty two Tom Hanks movie. Um, it's, oh, that it's was offensive. so bad. Yeah, it's a, I love it. I watched that movie like four times. Really? Um, oh, I like god. I like terrible American fantasy. Um, but I, I am going to go see that. But that's kind of old news. Everyone's kind of seen all of that. The other, there's a couple other movies that I know we're both excited to potentially go see. But one that's going to be coming out in this November is a uh, callback to any of those of Grindhouse fandom. Um, Eli, Eli Roth made a fake trailer for the 2007 film Grindhouse called Thanksgiving. And yeah. now... <laughs> Filming has got underway for Elon uh, for Eli Ross' long-awaited slash movie Thanksgiving, and the the bloody disgusting reported um, uh, earlier today that the film is already coming to theaters this year. Oh, uh, so Eli Ross' Thanksgiving will be in theaters November seventeenth, two thousand twenty-three. Um, and yeah, all we know about it is that Addison Ray will star alongside Patrick Dempsey, uh, Jamel Thomas Brookers of Walker, Milo Mannheim of Zombies, and Neil uh, Velasquez of Big Shot. Uh, in this feature-length movie, uh, Gina Jerson of Chucky, Tim Dillon, and Rick Hoffman from Hostel will also be in the movie. And Eli, and, uh, Eli Roth wrote the script with Jeff Rendell. Um, Deadline um, is quoted as saying the Thanksgiving trailer presented the gory story about a pseudo movie in which a slasher makes his own carving board out of the inhabitants of a Massachusetts town that makes a big (laughs) annual fuss over the annual turkey day. One of the pivotal scenes involved Roth himself separated from his head while in the throes of passion with a date and a convertible. It oh, was popular yes. enough that plans to for, uh, plans were formulated to make a feature-length blood fest with Roth at the helm, but 15 years have passed since the original Grindhouse release, and you could be forgiven for thinking that Thanksgiving was never coming, but here it is. Yeah, uh, fun so fact. I think excited. Thanksgiving is the only holiday that does not have a horror movie, right? Uh, no, there's Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's the only, that, but that's but, really it. Funnily, yeah. funnily enough, uh, the writer, the co-writer for this movie, has only ever written three things, uh, <laughs> which, which was he wrote the original script um, for Cabin Fever. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's it. And yeah, and then the he wrote the Thanksgiving. Uh, the the grindhouse trailer. He wrote yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh, he he wait he he didn't write uh um cabin fever. He just plays one of the characters in it. He's a fake he chef. <laughs> yeah, he's a fake chef. He he won an award. Uh, he won a scream award for best screenplay grindhouse. Uh, hey, for grindhouse man. winning the best screenplay in 2007 at the scream awards. I remember uh, watching the. Do you remember the Thanksgiving trailer? Like the cheerleader oh, yeah. on the trampoline and then the knife coming up and then she does an air split and then it just cuts. I'm just like, that It's going to be awesome. a great fucking time. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm pumped for. Um, cool. Outside of, outside of that, the uh, a movie that I know you were um, excited for. And when the first trailer came out, I was really not sold. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it really didn't do it for me. But after having seen the most recent trailer at the theaters quite a few times, alongside another film we'll talk about soon, um, is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, the, yeah. Either the continuation of the 2018 remake or a prequel or a full-on remake of the original. I'm actually not sure, but the trailer and the movie looks good enough that I really don't give a shit um, because it's going to be a sequel. They said it's a sequel. sequel. Yeah. This is the other book. Yeah. The, they did the, um, and it's kind of become ubiquitous in Hollywood now since like it did it. And that movie smile, the only, the only thing that puts me off, uh, from the movie in general is, um, uh, Elisa Sutherland's character. Just, she does the creepy evil smile from like every movie now. Uh, but she manages to make it look good. I think the trailer is, uh, I mean, the poster is pretty fucking haunting. Mm-hmm. Mommy loves you to death. Oh, I mean, it's a good time. Are you excited for this, uh, for this movie? Monty? Yeah. I've been like following it since the screening. Um, mm-hmm. I did follow on. There is, before I get into it, like there is a challenge that we both gotta do like when we watch this film challenge yes apparently the director lee cronin uh who's famous for i know i've seen some of his work in the past he did 50 he did 50 states of fright yeah hole in the ground um he did a segment and min and uh uh minutes past midnight he did the ghost train segment which i've seen that's pretty fucking good that was a pretty good film actually yeah yeah um so he came out and, and and said that Bruce Campbell does make a cameo in the film, but oh. he says that if you spot him, you tweet him and he'll give you 50 bucks. If you right, find we'll him. We'll see about this. Yeah. But so like everything I read about this film was, I also read that Alyssa Sutherland's, um, what inspired her to do uh, the, the creepy stuff was actually yeah. Jim Carrey's the mask. Oh shit! Okay, she uses I, I believe it. That yeah, so he she used that as inspiration for this film. Um, it does make in the most recent trailer. It does make sense. I yeah. I just hope it captures the vibe of the remake. I I not as many people as I remember really loved the remake. Um, the I personally thought it was outstanding. Dude, you you um, gotta be joking. That that that. Re- the, I wouldn't. Yeah, it is a remake, the, isn't it? The 2013. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I love that film, man. That, oh yeah, I love it too. It's I, like, I heard it how can people hate that film? Like I don't know. If you're if you hate that film, you're not a true Evil Dead fan. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just a true like a, a fan of like fucking over the top fantastical horror. Yeah. Like when it when it comes to just like you know turn it to 11 go mode horror yes i don't i don't know how you could do it i'm actually i'm sad that uh fide alvarez the director of the 2013 mm-hmm. one isn't coming back he did he also did 26 he also wrote um 2016's don't breathe and the sequel um, yeah yeah don't breathe i didn't see don't breathe too um he, he did a screenplay for girl in the spider web which was uh, a movie oh, I heard a lot about, but didn't. I see. think he 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 yeah he. Yes, a director. He it. shouldn't have taken that. Um, oh. I thought the girl of the spider web, which is supposed to be a sequel to, um, 
the girl the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, that's yeah, right. and actually... and they took that film and just killed that franchise. But my advice to you, if you haven't watched the 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 Millennial uh, trilogy, which is what the they called the dragon the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, oh, yeah, the original. If you watch the original trilogy, it's way oh, yeah. better than I'm, this. I'm I'm holding in my hand right now the the DVD box set. Yeah. Um, yeah. For um, Stag Larson's the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. Yes. It, it, yeah. And it's and it's based on. It's weird that they changed the name because it's supposed to be Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the girl mm-hmm. who played with fire, and the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. And yeah, like this is a this is a series that I remember. I I mean, it's famous for. Um, the opening to the first movie, yes, um, by by quite a lot. But the way the third movie ends is one of like the most satisfying like trilogies. Like it it makes so much sense the direction yes. it goes. Yeah, and it unlike the remake, the original truly does capture the, like the the sense of mystery. That yeah, is, the, that the David Fincher remake. I, did you enjoy the David Fincher remake, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I uh, didn't. Not, I thought it was fine. I liked yeah. Rooney Mara a lot. I th- I really liked that actress. Yes. So I enjoyed her performance in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I've been a fan of the of the of the Originals. original since yeah. high school. Like yeah, that, like I Naomi Reprise, Reprise, I think Naomi Reprise uh, played played her. Reisel? I think it's no Naomi Reprise, right? Reprise. Oh, you're saying a name. I yeah, thought yeah. you were trying to say a word. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, she, she the actor, uh, actress that oh, played from the, original? the original. Yeah, she played uh, her really well. And I don't think, when I saw the, the David Fincher remake, I was just like, yeah. no, this is not right. This is, this and, is, yeah. It's yeah. Just, I mean, and it has some great, the original has some great actors in it. I mean, not, not, not only Naomi Rapace, um, mm-hmm. who's, tremendous but um michael novost or nequist nequist um he plays vigo in john wick um, he's also the, hendrix uh, in mission impossible ghost Protocol. he's a fantastic actor unfortunately um, too soon as well yeah oh really he passed yeah man oh, his, son of a bitch. his last film was john wick i think uh well, at least he went out on a high note yeah i do love that actor but yeah Go on, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. All right, no, I was just say so. Yeah, I, those those originals are are highly worth your time. Yeah. But, um, well, I guess I'm glad he didn't get this movie because he made that shit movie. Um, so let's hope that the new directors behind the Evil De- Evil Dead Rise, um, can pull off you know the beauty, the mixture of like, because I to me the original Evil Dead has that mixture of both like joy laughter but like caked in like utter brutality yes and i i I hope that this movie isn't just like your insidious like bad hereditary take like that's the 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 area about this film that makes me scared is just gonna be like bad hereditary but it's called the evil dead and has the necronomicon in it yeah like is it really gonna be capture the vibe of the evil dead you know it doesn't have sam raimi um it doesn't have bruce campbell it doesn't have well it does technically you know technically it does but the 2013 didn't have bruce campbell either and and that movie was that still um, killed it yeah but they still had that ash character 
in, in, in yeah, the, yeah, I think 2013 was perfect. I have no problem with it. Yeah, that. I, I like that. I that Bruce Campbell's in it. I just want the movie to be good. Yeah, it's like in a different universe, I think. But because Bruce Campbell said it recently, they're like wondering, like, is like to your point, oh, yeah. they were wondering if this was a sequel, a prequel, or is it, is it like a spin-off, like an alternate universe, like like yeah. the 2013 Evil Dead? And Bruce Campbell came out and said, "Well, if you, it, I can tell you that it is in the same universe as Evil Dead." But if you remember when Arm, in Army of um, Army of Darkness, that, oh yeah, yeah, Army yeah. of Darkness, yeah, Army of Darkness, there were three books. So he says, oh yeah. So he did say that this book is not the Cabin in the Woods book. He says the yeah. Evil Dead Rise book is one of the three books. So I'm like, oh, okay. oh they're actually changing it up a little bit. So it, it got me intrigued. But on, I do I do Campbell. share the same fear as what you were saying is, yeah. you know, like, it, is it going to be – are we so hyped up that, you know, love – of course, I, I hope that the screening audience are, are you know, loving it. Um, and, and, you know, yes, are, are this is going to be a theater it. experience type of movie. Yeah, like, I just hope it's not overly hyped that when I walk in, when it comes out in theaters and when I walk in and you walk in, it's just like, oh, it's okay. It's not as spectacular well, as I well, thought it would be. You know, that's my only fear with this. I don't know when it comes out in Canada, but Monty, it does come out on April 21st. Oh, and we know where I'm going to be on April 21st. We have to do it then. If it's if it if it releases in Canada, day and date with the U.S. Hold on, let me check the the the, the thing. Are you still in town? I thought you're he- you guys are y'all heading off to Montreal after Toronto. No. Oh, in our audience, yes, uh, Matt's coming to Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, I'm to visit, visit me. <laughs> so we may do um, a, a, a a recording in person episode. In person episode. Like we for might do, me. We do a live yeah. recording of us after we see Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Um, no, no, I, I, I should still be in town. All right, cool, cool. All right, let uh, yeah, me It's going to be fun. I get to drive to Toronto from Chicago the day after getting tattooed. So it's going to be very comfortable driving. Bro, it is coming out on 21st in Toronto. Oh fuck yeah! I'm yeah right okay, in. we're doing it. We're oh, doing it. We're in. We're doing it. We're yes. So in. That's gonna yeah. be so worth it. All right. Cool. Cool. But yeah, books. going you back hear, to you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Fede Alvarez, like yeah. he does. I'm looking at his IMDb. He has. He apparently did the story for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Ah, so he's really. Uh... He's really slipped down the, the the cracks here. But he's working on an alien movie right now. I don't I don't have faith. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting time to say the least. Yeah. But anywho, um, moving yeah. on. Ooh, one of the one of the little kids in the movie. Um, Oh, never mind. This movie's a lot more depressing than I thought. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Which one? Moving on. 2022's Blaze. It looks the 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 poster has a little girl with a dragon in her mouth, breathing fire, and I'm like, that's really fucking cool. And then when I read the description, it says, after accidentally witnessing a violent crime, a young girl is left catatonic with shock and struggles to make sense of what she saw. 
ultimately finding renewal in the in in oh yes world of her own imagination i saw this trailer yes i did yeah it looks yeah. fucking brutal i mean I, I really want to watch it now but like god damn that sounds brutal <laughs> yeah but yeah well, no th- it's those, uh... those are my big big trailers for the week do you have any specific trailers you wanted to mention monte so I caught a couple. Uh, number one is our boy Wes Anderson, Asteroid City. That looks promising, but if it looks like a whole new cast, like it's not his usual. Uh, I think it's all those like side characters. Yeah, because I'm surprised Tom Hanks is in it and Scarlett yeah. Johansson's in it, and you don't. But you don't see Bill Murray in it, which I well, think. Well, I mean, because he just did. Um... His last his last film was like exclusively his friends, which was um, Ghostbusters. The French Dispatch. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, French Dispatch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the French Dispatch, which I thought was a, gr- a good movie. I thought it was a okay. Strange. It was yeah, um, it was different. Um, it was different. but it was, it was all right. It, yeah, I thought. The, I mean, the characters and the visuals were beautiful, mm-hmm. and I liked what was going on. It wasn't the. It didn't have like the. The kind of my honestly one of my my favorite of all of the Wes Anderson films, which I think is more of like a a pocket pick to some people's Isle of Dogs. The oh, 2018 yes. I love movie. that. I really love really love that, and I also am a huge fan of. I mean, I think everyone is of Moon of Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good. The Ro- that I was... mean, all of them: Rushmore, of The Royal Tenement, Bottle Rocket, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. He's one of those act. He's one of those directors who hasn't done anything bad. The Dejeuling Limited is another favorite of mine. Yes. I I like all his movies. Yeah, I like it say. all. Um, I I also liked... I just... I don't know if you should go back and do more of those stop motion ones. Because I thought Fantastic Mr. Fox was awesome. And, of course, Isle yeah. of Dogs. I, he just... This guy can't do anything wrong. What I would like no. to see is a Wes Anderson animated like 3d animated film that would yeah. be very well he is one of his movies in production right now mm-hmm. is the wonderful story of henry sugar uh which is uh chronicles a variety of stories but the main one follows henry sugar who uh who is able to see through objects and predicts the future um uh, with the help of a book he stole and it's it's based on a roll doll story um oh. starring ralph fines benedict cumberbatch uh rupert fiend dave patel richard arwardy my favorite comedian in the world uh one of my favorite comedians yep. in the world and and ben kingsley sir so this ben looks kingsley like an, yeah it seems like it, it's gonna end up being animated um it's hard to tell yeah um it's an a- it's an action comedy that's all i know which is kind of his whole um his whole bag of tea nice uh, it doesn't and it's coming directly to netflix this year Oh, so we cool, should cool. we should have this release. Um, right. Yeah, Netflix acquired Roll Doll's story uh, for six hundred and eighty-six million. Roll Doll story. So that's what it is based off of. Yeah, it's based off the Roll Doll story, the uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. It's a really great um, collection of short fiction um, oh, written okay. by. Uh, I don't know how much you know roll dolls works yeah it's the wonderful I story of henry sugar that. and six more and so it's six short stories uh roll dolls they're famous for writing the bfg 
um james and the giant peach matilda and a oh, whole slew of okay, other okay. poetry and short fiction he's notorious for his writings and his fantastical and intense universes he's now become uh a little bit more synonymous with some of his more uh dated uh ways of writing in some areas but overall he's a really tremendous and beloved american writer um despite some of his inappropriate language and some of his stories but most of them are all full of loving wild adventure oh well I'm so it should be a that. good time hey of it's wes anderson i'll to... watch it so yeah. yeah of all of the people to adapt a roll doll story i'm i'm very happy that it's wes anderson especially yeah. with the cast he has it's just it's just hitters oh definitely definitely yeah so oh and it is live action oh I it is photo, okay that would be interesting how would he cor- incorporate his humor into that that's what i'm hoping to well see i think actually. i think rolled when you read roll doll versus when you watch the adaptations of his work mm-hmm. you, the humor will shine through because he's a very okay. humorous writer All he's right. like constantly right. poking fun at everything that's happening in the world um and i think that will actually work super well for him in this regard <laughs> cool so yeah, the I'm other watching. trailer that we I know you just recently watched was the Secret Invasions Disney Plus series. Oh yeah, that looks promising. I'm glad that the they fact... finally are going to go into a darker action film, like espionage action film. I think uh, themed. Uh, yeah, like, film. I'm 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 very glad it's a it's a mini series like yes, and, uh, like Falcon the Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Hawkeye because I feel like if this was a movie, it would be the most like. It, it would it would suffer from the like uh overwhelming kind of tiredness that like ant man and the wasp had uh, i haven't which, seen that yet it's but, you're yeah. fine i can just tell you what happens it's a cool <laughs> movie yeah but like and i and i'm very i was very excited for it and i'm very hyped for kang the conqueror and like i'm very happy for what the movie means yeah yeah for the next five years of storytelling yeah but like all in all the movie's just like cool you know, it's not a hundred fifty yeah. million dollars a year. Cool, but um, yeah. But the TV series have consistently been the best work Marvel's done in you know this entire recent phase. years. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, outside, because outside of the Spider-Man movies, this is the, the yeah TV has been where it's at. Yeah, like outside of Spider-Man, they haven't done anything that was like gargantuan you know what i mean Not it doesn't film, feel yeah. that way but their tv series like other than a handful that were like i was like eh, it's all right like like she hulk had a strong start but that ending was just really weird um yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was but yeah Dean yeah the strongest i think the strongest tv series so far it has to be the loki series was pretty good yeah the what if yeah. series i oh i love what if yeah, what if it was my firm number two? Yeah, and then then it just kind of like Miss Marvel's all right. Um, yeah, Miss Marvel's fine. I really yeah. liked WandaVision. WandaVision um, was trippy. It was really cool. Yeah, like the 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 thing and how it ends. It was really good. Yeah. It was a good connection to. Oh, I'll take that back. Doctor Strange two was pretty good. I didn't yeah, have it was, an issue it with it. It's Sam Raimi. He did yeah, his his cool. horse spin on it. Yeah. So I, I I just wanted more like of the multiverse out of that movie than I got. 
For me, I walked in, I was like, Doctor Strange, like, when they said that this was going to be the horror, horror, uh, MCU horror, like, it's going to branch out to the horror segments of of MCU, and with Sam Raimi attached, unfortunately, the director, the previous director, you know, they had a conflict and he dropped out because apparently he was going to make it much more scary than than anything yeah, and when, I he, when he dropped out and then when they called sam raimi in i was like oh okay thank god like because at least sam raimi knows sure. how to make a horror film like has that in yeah. his back pocket but but he also it, he also had to deal with being you know disney it, it, be, it being a disney movie yeah but he he made it work i mean he did you're talking about the guy that did the original let's say the original spider-man to a yeah. two Spider-Man. I don't want to acknowledge the third one because he even himself oh, said that on. he screwed it's... up on the third one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean he didn't, he didn't land it. No, but he it tried. was. I'm I'm glad he came back. He he did Doctor Strange. He brought back. He introduced some new characters and he brought back Professor X, which I really appreciate. So Doctor yeah. Strange two wasn't that bad in terms of Mar- Marvel features that came out up to ant-man but i did hear a lot about ant-man how even the cgi they kind of pulled the budget on it because they knew the movie was not that great already so it was kind of sad to hear that they already they just fired the um uh the cg director for marvel oh was that her yeah i saw the news that's tied up in a whole bunch of other stuff too hmm but speaking so it, of comic books, did you see uh, the Blue Beetle DC? Oh, I've not. I've not seen out. the trailer for it yet. It's uh, it stars the the kid that plays McGill in um, Cobra Kai. He's playing okay. B- Blue Beetle. It looks promising. It looks like it looks like um, what's the director's name? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, James Gunn. James Gunn has finally is doing the the Marvel thing with DCEU. Like he's taking the Marvel formula, and he's bringing it over to DCEU. Well, and yeah, I mean, because that's... when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this is this is like very Iron Man ish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. It's but you, be very... I know you haven't seen it, but check it out. I'll, I'll post it for you. But yeah, I'll watch. My vibe from it was very Iron Man, very. It looks good. Um, I'm not. I don't. I'm. I may watch it, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's just very conflicting. Because on top of that, the the stuff that's going on with the DCEU right now is just. It's just very disappointing well, yeah, how everything I mean... is falling apart, and they're doing a hard reset, which I have yeah. no idea they how they're they going to make it work. They just released probably the biggest flop in like you know movie in uh not not uh in video in uh, in dc comic book yeah, in yeah comic movie history yeah what the shazam yeah. 2 yeah shazam 2 oh I have, did you see it or no but it just made zero money oh it, like it, it made nothing i thought it was because it was like a protest against james gunn and what he's doing that people no. are intentionally not going to see that movie no, I from it just had terrible marketing and they gave up on it before it even got released. Oh shoot! Yeah, so it's not really. 
I don't think there's anything malicious behind the movie not doing well. I think it yeah. just was a bad movie. Oh, <laughs> or just okay. an ill, an ill-conceived and a mistimed, and yeah. it shouldn't have been. Really, like it shouldn't have been released. Um, I guess it's but, the coffin nail to the Snyderverse, yeah. and then it's oh, the 100%. start of Gunverse. I guess you would call yeah, it. Yeah, it's now. the it's the gun it's the Gunner time. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I did not. I heard a. I heard like I didn't read into it, but I did hear a lot of people were saying it, and even uh, is it Zach Levy? The, Zach, yeah, Zach Levy. He was like, he he posted something about how disappointed he was, like uh, about how how the fans have trashed it and the critics trashed that. Film, oh so. yeah, there there was a whole bunch of, and they've all like come like taking themselves back on that and said different things and, you know, like he tried to he tried to say that like oh well I knew the movie was gonna fail from the beginning and blah 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 like it's a whole tangled well of bullshit. oh so he saw it coming as well well so. he's like yeah he but he's like he's retracted like 10 statements he said oh jesus it's weird it's a weird situation um and th- thankfully you know the first the first um shazam movie was good oh yeah it was um, fun it was like yeah, it was spider-man fun like yeah it was their universe of spider-man pretty much like the kids were great the you know the story was great and and yeah, it's just yeah, disappointing to see that go down. Cause I was expecting Shazam to actually be good, but I know that it had to. It probably didn't do that well because when Gun took over, like obviously Black Adam was already killed, like destroyed. You know, the well, rock. Black Adam kind of destroyed everything. Yeah, pretty much, and and Henry Cavill is like done and wonder woman is done and yeah. you know stuff well, oh they I, do have it, one last one coming out isn't it flash the snyder yeah flash? well the, the, but the flash is supposed <clears throat> to set up like the next evolution too oh that's true um, that's because it's doing it's doing flashpoint yes and you know so maybe maybe the dc didn't work the first time and maybe dc didn't work really the second time when it tried to reboot itself and <laughs> yeah. and now we had the snyder verse and the third time wasn't really the the charm but maybe the fourth time maybe, maybe. james gunn's version will yes. be the charm <laughs> and that is it everybody good night and good morning follow us on instagram and i will talk to y'all later forever with the underground good night everybody good night